0: So what do we think, guys? Well, uh, let's have some of the answers to, the, to, the, to that question. What, what do you say? No pressure here, but I will pick on people if uh, somebody's already volunteered to me from uh, down there. Go on, Lisa. Go on. you got a snake. Great. Okay. Just define exciting present for me because that's that not, you know, I, mean, I know it's all different for people. What's, uh, sorry? Big tracks. Big Anything, anything with like you know cars and Meccano and that stuff. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, a drum kit. Oh, now technical question: Does this drum kit have a volume control on it or not? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Well, uh, to to Sam's parents. Well done. Well done. I. I feel your pain or well, no one. Um, but I don't know about you, but, but you know, when, you, when you see a young kid open a present, or as I say, maybe you still feel that way, there is that, that unalloyed delight, that, that focus, that, that uh, um, just joy when they open it. And, and maybe it's me, I don't know, but as adults, I don't think we feel that way. I don't think we always feel that way. Perhaps sometimes. Um, there are other thoughts going on in our heads. So, let me take you back to that passage we read a moment ago. This is in Mark chapter 10. If you've got a church Bible, there are church Bibles at the back, please don't feel embarrassed about going and, and picking one up. Um, but let me read this to you. This is from Mark chapter 10, verse 13. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms. Put his hands on them and bless them. And there's some interesting phrases in there aren't there? There's some interesting things going on. Uh, the disciples are rebuking the parents. Uh, Jesus was indignant. Jesus says that the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. What does that mean? What's going on there? come to that in a minute. Um, and it's a, it's a story that we've often heard. It's a story that we've often uh, perhaps referred to it's often held up as being something about the value of children uh, even outside of, of church circles um, uh, if you have read the Bible or if you have uh, sort of read around this passage or perhaps you've got the Bible now I don't know if you've noticed what's on both sides of the passage uh, there's two very different sets of people who've turned up on both sides of this. Uh, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees just beforehand. and uh, They're the religious leaders of the time. And they're trying to trip Jesus up. They're trying to uh, ask him some questions to cause him a problem and that sort of thing. Uh, They're quite hostile. They're hostile to Jesus. Uh, He's making them look stupid. He's worried that maybe, they're worried that maybe he's going to start off some kind of of rebellion and they can't afford that against the people who've conquered them, the Romans. Uh, Not a nice crowd necessarily and you could safely say that they are not receiving the kingdom of God like a little child. They've got some agendas, they've got some things that are going on. They're concerned about their own status. They're concerned about their own power. Uh, Yes, they want the kingdom of God, but they're expecting to be in charge of it. They're expecting to be the the guys in charge. But on the other side of the passage, we've got something else. We've got a a young man who turns up. This young man turns up, and he asks Jesus about what he can do to inherit internal life. Uh, And he turns up, just as Jesus is leaving now isn't that, I don't know about you but isn't that like a young man, isn't it like a teenager is it me but when you're just trying to leave the house the teenage boy in the family comes and says oh yeah but can I just really get into this really deep thing with you, you know this really important thing You know, that I've been meaning to ask you and you're like yeah but dude we're just trying to leave, we're just trying to go at this point, why are we doing it now like, oh, yeah, so I suppose it's quite quite like quite like a young, a young guy in that sort of way um But he runs up, he asks Jesus, and and Jesus tells him what to do. And some of you may be familiar with that story. That's a story and a a message for another time. But he basically says to the young man, sell your wealth and give it to the poor. Uh, So he wants this kingdom of God as well. He wants the kingdom of God, but he goes away disappointed because again, he didn't receive the kingdom of God like a little child. He, he, he had his own agenda, again. Uh, he was very concerned with uh, his own wealth and his own status. So it's in comparison to those two on each side that Jesus is saying this to the little children. So just bear that in mind when you're, when you're talking about that. Now, I don't know if you've seen uh, people like Ronaldo on the TV or other, other big stars, pop stars, uh, they've all got their minders around them. You know, they've, all got, they've all got their their bodyguards and their, their friends protecting them. But little kids want to run up to them and they want, oh, you know, you're my hero. You know, Can you sign my, whatever it is, football shirt or copy of my CD or, or whatever it is. Give me an autograph and all the minders are like, you know, come, on, come on now. Come on, son. Yeah, don't not loud. Don't bother the don't bother the busy person, yeah. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, this same thing was happening to Jesus. The same thing's happening to Jesus at this point. The kids are running up and they want to meet him. Uh, perhaps because he's famous, perhaps because they had a bit more of a sense of who he was and what he was talking about. Um and the disciples—they're doing the same things as the 21st-century reminders. Yeah. You know. Yes, he loves you all. We'll be playing Jerusalem next week, but he's not here right now. You know, just just back off, back away from from Jesus. You know, and he's very busy, big man. He loves you all. But Jesus says no. He places a very high value on children, which is not what was happening in that society, by the way, at this time. But the very young children in this society were seen as just being a potential worker for some point in the future. But they didn't have a lot of value in their own, in their own status. Quite different to, to our culture now in one way. Uh, and so it, Jesus is angry. He, he, he tells off the disciples. But he also, because he's a great teacher, he wants to make a point. He wants to make a point to the people around him. Uh, hands up, any teachers here? Thank okay, you. one, two teachers. Now you guys know, you want to take a great life experience. Were, were some of you not being asked there? Okay. Uh, yeah, you you want to take that, you want to take a great thing that just happens, a, a life experience of a the moment, then use it to teach truths to the children around you. And Jesus was the best teacher, he knew exactly how to do that. So he says, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them. And he is pretty angry about that. Notice he said the same thing twice. Then, let the little children come to me, do not hinder them. Said so it a different way around. That's uh, a way in which the Jewish people would try to emphasize something. Say it twice, but say it a bit differently. So he's really keen on this. Um, he's addressing the disciples. Uh, He's addressing us. I want to suggest to you that we need to be very, very careful. If ever we find ourselves in a position where we are putting stumbling blocks in the way of children, when we're putting stumbling blocks in the way of anybody coming to find out about Jesus. I think you can see Jesus' response there. Uh, And so I think he gives us a a dire warning there. If Ian just moves on to the other, other set of slides there. Should be good? we get that going. There is a real a real warning there. Not to stop people coming to Jesus. And I think sometimes we can do that. Uh, perhaps we do it in our society very subtly sometimes. Uh, you know, you don't want to bother about all that. Don't bother about all that stuff. It's for children. It's not for it's not for adults. Uh, or you know, wouldn't you rather go and play football today? Wouldn't you rather go and do something else today rather than go and go to church and and find out about about God? Uh, I'm too busy to talk about that right now. Very busy, and uh, we'll talk about it another time. Um, you don't want to believe everything the Bible tells you. It's just something that people have made up. And on and on we. We sometimes find ourselves hindering children or, or even adults, from coming to their saviour, from finding out about Jesus. You've seen what he thought about that. Uh, I want to suggest to you that that is not the right thing to be doing. He goes on, and Jesus, God, uh, uh, Jesus goes on to say that the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. So notice there that he's saying it's not, it's not so much about the age. He doesn't say it belongs to little children. He says the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I want to suggest to you that is how people's hearts are, where people's, how they feel about God, not necessarily how old they are. Now he's saying be like these little children. Not only little children get to heaven. He then goes on and says, I tell you the truth. Again, that's another way of emphasising something. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God, like a little child, will never enter it. Notice, I really want you to notice there, the word that that Jesus uses. He says, receive the kingdom of God. Notice the words he doesn't use. He doesn't say, Earn the kingdom of God. He doesn't say. Buy the kingdom of God. He doesn't say. Qualify. For the kingdom of God. He doesn't say. Have a right. To the kingdom of God. He says. To receive. The kingdom of God. To receive it. Because it is. A gift. Because it is a. Free. Gift. That is why he says. uh, Uses the word. Receive. So. How does a little child receive a gift? You saw the photo, you were remembering perhaps Christmas day in your house or perhaps previous Christmas days, and perhaps even Christmas when you were a child. How does a child receive a gift? They receive it with openness and trust. They're not worrying about what agenda the person had who gave them the gift. They just, it's a gift. Brilliant. Not worrying about why they have been giving it. It's a gift, so they open it. Uh, they, they don't feel that it's something that they that they have to be reserved about in terms of their joy. This is simply great joy, brilliant. This is exactly what I wanted. A large box with nothing in it. Great. I'll climb inside. It's great joy. There's no sense in which they've had to earn their gift. There's no sense in which they, they are concerned about, well, okay, that was a really big gift, so next year I'll have to make sure I give my mum and dad a really expensive gift because they've just obviously lavished their hard earned cash on me. I mean, you know, there's none of, there's none of that sense, or there's, there's none of, um, wow, you know, I wonder how much that cost. That must have been incredible it's a free gift that, that, and they, they accept it that way and they just expect it with delight faces when they open it are just fantastic the, the, the little children receive gifts in that way I don't know if you'd agree with that I think they have um, ideas and, and values but they're not the ideas and values of adults um, they don't understand the real cost they, they, the cost that the, 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 this is cost the, the giver. Jesus here is talking about the kingdom of God. that means the, the, the rule of God as a king, something that, that we can experience, something we can enter into, something we can live by and something that we can be governed by, uh, the good rule of a good king and we can experience that and uh, know that if we receive it as a child as a child in in the same way if we're receiving it with openness and trust if we're not thinking there's another agenda here there's something else going on there's something somebody's after something from me you know or, or you know I'm not good enough I'm not good enough to to do this yet. I'm not ready for this. That is not how a child receives a gift. A child receives a gift with openness and trust and just says, thank you. That is great. And, and, And seeing that gift as an expression of love, not that there is something else involved, this is a gift because somebody loves me and we can enter the kingdom of God because somebody does love us that is how we can enter it and receive that gift and that should feel fantastic that should feel just like the best thing ever because it is the best thing ever it should feel just like yes, that is brilliant that is absolutely fantastic not as a An intellectual exercise or not as as something else just should feel joyful and, and, and delightful and as a free gift because it is free we cannot earn it we cannot justify it we cannot we cannot we cannot pay the cost of that gift we can't pay the cost of that gift because the price is too high. The price is just way too high. Uh, everything has a cost. You know, they, they say the expression, there, "There's no such thing as a free lunch." Everything has, everything has a cost. This gift of the kingdom of God, this kingdom of this this gift of a relationship with Jesus, is free to us, but there's still a price to be paid, and that's a price that Jesus paid. He already paid it for us because only he could afford to pay it. Only he could afford to pay the bill. He paid the bill when he took our punishment on himself. When we do things wrong, when we rebel against God and we do that every day, God gets angry. We've offended him. And somebody has to the cost for that wrongdoing and it is Jesus who chose to pay, the, pay that cost he lived a perfect life he did no wrong and he restored our relationship with God by dying for us on the cross that is what Jesus is challenging the Pharisees with that is what Jesus is challenging this rich and manly in. that is what Jesus Was challenging the parents of the little children. That's what Jesus is challenging us with. Perhaps you've never put your trust in Jesus. Perhaps you've never known the excitement of that gift. Do it today. Open that gift today. Receive this free gift in your life. It is such a good gift. It is such a good gift. There is no agenda with this. There is no price to pay. It is a gift to you to enter the kingdom of God. Well, I know that we are all going to be seeing a lot more of e-life, uh, one way or another. Could be in uh, accident emergency if he's still trying to eat that spoon in the way he's trying to eat at the moment. But that, that's, uh, that's how mum's got him under control there. Um, we're all going to be seeing a lot of him, aren't we? Whether, I know some of you folks have travelled literally thousands of miles to be here. So it may be you're seeing him on Skype. Uh, It may be that you're seeing him in the flesh. It may be that you're seeing him uh, every week. It may be you're seeing him every year, I don't know. But you will be seeing a lot more of Eli one way or another. I want to suggest to you three ways uh, in which you can practically help Dan and Becky and Eli drawing on this passage uh, as he grows up into a young spoon-eating man, um, first of all, I want to invite. So I want to invite you to these three things. The first thing I want to invite you to do is pray. Okay, pray for Dan and his responsibility there as the head of the household. Pray for Becky as the mom who's they're, gonna, they're gonna laugh from Dan's family then. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, so uh rather sport right there. Uh, For Becky and, of course, for Eli, that they would uh, grow together as they grow closer to God. That that he would grow, he would learn, that he would quickly uh, understand the truth of the gospel, that he would quickly uh, uh, mature into the uh, young man God wants him to be pray as we were praying there just with uh, uh, Dan and Becky for wisdom uh, and for grace and for understanding many of, have, many of you have children you know the kind of job that is it is not an easy job uh, to undertake um, that they might know and experience the kind of blessings that we take that those children knew who Jesus met that that day in Mark. And secondly, I want to suggest to you that um, with, you are know, not against, be on our guard against stopping people from coming to Jesus. Okay, whether that is uh, Eli or, or whatever children there are in your life, whatever people there are in your life. If people, if people are talking about their spirituality and their faith, encourage them. Encourage them to find out. Encourage them to ask more. Encourage them to uh, find out who this Jesus is. Uh, if, if that is you and you yourself want to find out more about who Jesus is, please talk to myself or to Jai or to Sam who is playing the piano here, one of the, one of the folks who is at the church here. We'd love to tell you more about this, this great saviour that we have. Uh, because the, the third thing uh, that I want to, to suggest to you here is that the uh, slide hasn't moved on, just ask Ian to move that last slide on, is that uh, we all have uh, a challenge from Jesus. That challenge to receive the kingdom of God like a little child is a challenge to all of us. It's not just to the little children. Okay. So when you're here today, uh, when you leave, perhaps when you're driving home, perhaps when you're looking at your own children, whatever it may be, think about that challenge from Jesus that you should receive the kingdom of God, like a child. Because that challenge is for you, just as much as it is for your children.